What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today is... A real cool day for me because I get to introduce you to one of my favorite podcasters. His name is Jonathan Messenger. Hey, Mr. Eric. Hey, Jonathan. Uh, If you didn't know, Jonathan Messenger is the host and creator of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. It's this awesome ongoing sci-fi saga. How many seasons are you on? We're doing our fifth right now. It Yeah, it is cool, and it's something that he's going to tell you more about later, uh, but can I, should I call you Mr. Jonathan? Uh, my friends call me Captain Jonathan, but whatever you, okay. uh, whatever you no, prefer. No, no, that, that works a whole lot better, uh, so we don't, people don't confuse us. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Captain Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on our show. We're going to get started with a question from Roscoe and his little brother, Clyde. All right. Hi, my name is Roscoe, and I like cheetahs. And my question is, what if up was down and down was up? Thank you. And his name was Roscoe again. His little brother's name is Clyde. Do you have a what if world question? I am a robot. (laughs) Bye. Whoa, wait, did somebody say robot? Yeah, I think Clyde, he Uh, didn't even have a question. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry, I have to uh, apologize here. I have a co-host on the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. His name is Bebop, oh. and he's a robot. Wait. Yeah, that's right. I'm a robot. Bebop! Oh my gosh! I uh, This is so exciting! I, I know it's very exciting for you. I, I heard that you were like an interdimensional traveler, but I never thought you would travel to my dimension. Well, if somebody says the word robot, I pretty much have to show up. <laughs> what? Wow. You must be a really busy robot. Well, you know, especially if a kid says robot, I know that they're probably going to want to see me. <laughs> I have no doubt. Bebop, do you think that you might want to help me tell today's story? You know, I'm actually the pro storyteller here. Jonathan is just kind of, he's still getting his sea legs a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where, where I should weigh in on this, Jonathan, but. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Bebop and I, we're good pals and he has his own podcast called Bebop Tales that he does on my show. So mm. I'm used to this kind of uh, back and forth a little bit. Oh, oh, you call it back and forth rather than abuse. Uh, that's very <laughs> generous. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's no back. It's just forth. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan and Bebop, sorry, Captain Jonathan and Bebop the Robot. Yes. I am so happy to have you both on here today. And let's find out what if up was down and down was up. Gentle the Cheetah had learned her lesson a few episodes ago that you can't be the best at everything. If you recall in that story, she had jumped so high that she had wound up in outer space, and it was really dangerous to be up there all by herself. But she wanted to go back, and ever since she'd been trying to build her own rocket ship without a whole lot of success. One morning, we find Chentel amidst a pile of rubble and metal, trying and failing to build her latest blueprint. Suddenly, who should appear? Hello, Elvis. 
You have a lot more fur than I expected. I, I'm sorry. Who? I. My name's not Elvis. I'm Gentle the Cheetah. Oh, but this portal was supposed to take me to. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I am Bebop. What are you? What are you doing here? I'm just trying to build a rocket ship. I'm having a really hard time. Oh yeah. You know what? You know why you're having a hard time? You don't have a robot to help you. <gasps> are you a robot? I happen to be not only a robot, but I am an expert spaceship builder. Oh. And I have blueprints that I have been working on while I was in that wormhole back there for a brand new spaceship. <gasps> wow. Well, let me see your blueprints and I- I'll show you my blueprints. It- I-, I don't know if you like this drawing or anything. I love this drawing. In fact, my whole diet, I eat art. I eat drawings like this all the time. Oh. This looks very delicious. Oh, okay. Well, it is a bit of a... Oh, 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 well, well, I... Oh, that was very tasty, gentle. You know, I was just thinking, why don't we go with your blueprint this first time? Okay, let me, uh, let me print it out for you real fast. Where, where did that print from? My tummy. Oh, oh, okay. That's, that's what I was hoping you'd say. But here, here is my blueprint for you. You have all the pieces necessary to make this drawing. Wow. And so Chentel and Bebop set to work, making a really beautiful, tall rocket ship. And it was completed before it was even afternoon time. Bebop was a very fast builder. This is amazing. It's like a sort of upside-down rocket ship. Why is it facing the ground that way? This is a brand new design that only I have ever thought of. Engineers and scientists, they're always pointing rockets up into space. But right. maybe if you point it down... Then it'll push off the ground and shoot off into space. Wow. Well, I mean, you're the expert, so... I am. And and, and what's with the sort of drill bit at the tip of the rocket ship? Is that, is that, just, <laughs> is that just art? <laughs> yeah. No, I, can, I, I mean, I understand that you've never built a, a rocket before. You think that's a drill bit. No, that's not a drill bit. Don't worry about it. Great. Okay, well, yes, let, let's get in there. And, uh, <clears throat> three, two, one... Lift, let's go. Oh, lift yeah. down lift. or lift off. Uh, let's go. Let's let's let's, what, what let's, let's, let's drill. I mean, let's drill. Ri- I mean, well, let's say it at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Three, Three, two, two one. one. Drill. Let's drill. go. Let's go. And so the rocket ship took off, or should I say, took down. You see, whether or not that was a drill bit at the bottom or top of the rocket ship, it started spinning. And it started blasting straight down into the Earth. This is perfect. This is perfect, Gentle. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. Don't worry. Oh, okay, so eventually it's going to start going up rather than down? No, it's a rocket ship that goes through the Earth and then out the other side and then up into space. So all we have to do is watch out for that ball. All right, all we have to do is go straight through the molten lava core of the Earth or whatever it is down there, and we'll go out the, out the other side, and we'll head up into space. Okay, yeah, it, it is molten lava. I, I'm going to call this uh, uh, just a, fa- a failed effort. Um, failed. I'm sorry. Um, Gentle. 
for there to be a failed effort, you have to put in a little more effort, I think. Whoa. Oh, yeah, dinosaur fossil. Hey, listen, I like your positive attitude, but I think that you and I need to scramble out of this ship before it melts in lava. Just a thought. It's getting hot in here. It's getting awfully hot. Then what a weird planet you have. Why, it's so, why is it so hot down here? And suddenly, Gentle grabs Bebop by the scruff of his little robot neck Ow. and scrambles straight out of the rocket ship, climbing up and up and up through the tunnel that they made until a giant explosion chases them right up the tunnel. And Gentle, her fur still singed, climbs out just in time. All right, good work. Good, good work. We almost blew ourselves up. Almost, yeah, exactly. That's the best part. Almost. Oh, that's okay. Well, I, you're you're the expert. That I am the expert. F- feels like a big, big mess up to to go in the wrong direction and then almost explode. You can't just take a pile of junk, turn it into a spaceship, and expect everything is going to work out just fine on the first try, right? Right, right. You, you know what? Thank you. Yes, uh, if we want to be the best, we've we've just got to keep trying. And it just so happens that I had another blueprint. You see, maybe maybe the <laughs> oh oh that one that one was slightly saltier than the last one with a hint of lemon. It, it's sort of a lemon juice ink that I I make myself. And 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 it just so happens that I have one more copy that I, I was able to laminate just in case. It... <laughs> I, <clears throat> oh, that was delicious. Oh, you look. Did you want it back? It's okay. I just. It just. That's okay. I can. I can print it back out for you. Oh. Oh, that will. That sure. That would be lovely. <laughs> Next time we'll just. We'll just avoid the printing altogether and have you not eat the artwork. But just. We'll see. We'll see. Not that there's necessarily going to be a next time. But I have a feeling. I have a really good feeling about this. Me too. Absolutely. So. Gentle and Bebop set about building their second spaceship. This one's more like a flying saucer, big and wide and round and awfully shiny. The flying saucer is completed, but I think we should think about what went wrong. I think we got our ups and downs maybe a little mixed up. I think you may have, yeah. So you know what'll make this spaceship not explode? Now that I understand that you want to go up off of the planet and not down through the middle of it. Yes. You know, it would have been really helpful if you had said that the first time. That's on me. <laughs> I agree. So I put a sort of um, <clears throat> later on this, like a, a knob. I think maybe this will help us. It's easy. All we have to do is crank the upolator all the way around to upfinity percent. Upfinity. That seems a little high. Oh, well, the, the knob's stuck, so... Oh, yeah, I stuck the knob there. Okay, well, let's give it a shot. All right, count down with me, please. Three, Three two, two, one. Saucer lift. Oh, let's go. Do it. Do it. Somehow we're getting worse at this. <laughs> And Gentle Cheetah pressed her paw down on the launch button. A glowing green web spreads through the entire Halvana. It's made out of energy, like little arrows, some pointing up, some pointing down, and it stretches farther and wider than either of them can see. 
Oh, I don't know if I like the looks of this. Oh, why? See those, all those arrows are suddenly starting to point up all at the same time. And, oh, is that, is that my grandma over there? Uh, hi, grandma. Hey, grandma. Hi, gentle. Hi, Bebop. I'm, I'm a really big fan. And Grandma Cheetah was launched all the way up. She was headed towards outer space, Whoa. along with every other cheetah and animal in the whole Halvana. Oh, did you expect that to happen? I was more thinking that we would go up, but it seemed like everything else has gone up. Yeah. Maybe we should catch them before they um, float into outer space? I mean, if you... Do you like your grandma? I mean, she makes great noodles, and apparently she's a big fan of you. Say no more. If she makes great noodles, let's go get her. So they take their flying saucer and zip rescuing cheetahs and packing them on, sticking lions onto the top, cramming elephants into the tailpipe, whatever they can do to keep these creatures from floating into outer space. I think we've saved almost everyone. Do you see any anyone we've missed? Look... A walrus. Do you have walruses here? Don't worry about it. I'm half space walrus. Oh, I've heard about that guy. He also makes great noodles. With every last creature saved except for the space walrus, they finally, stutteringly, barely scrape down to a soft landing on the ground. All of their spaceship's energy completely burned up. All right, we, we figured out another way to not build a spaceship. I, this is really cool. I feel like your and my ideas of cool aren't really aligned yet. Maybe that's our problem so far. I thought our problem was that you keep confusing up and down, but maybe the problem is that we just don't know what cool is. All right. Well, I have something really cool. All right. It's, it's a third blueprint. Mm, I'm hungry. It's made out of old rusty batteries i just i it oh yeah they're all you can see the bubbly old battery acid oh yeah no it's it's gross i, I rubbed it and i rubbed it in dirt oh it sounds so good the battery acid is already cleaning up that dirt i think yeah let me just take a quick batteries are really a delicacy where i come from this plan has backfired well listen i i was gonna call it the Melenterprise Falcontica. Oh, where'd you come up with that? Just completely original, actually. Oh. Because there's never really been a working yeah. a great spaceship in What If World, so. That's a really cool name. It sounds like it has maybe nine too many syllables, but otherwise it's uh, it's good. Thank you. Well, well, don't worry. I committed this one to memory. So, Chentle and Bebop went about building their last rocket ship. Hand me that wrench. It took all the materials they could find over the entire Halvana to build this one. Tree root. They kept building. Cheetah fang. Hour after hour. Armadillo shell. Day after day. Hat. Night after night. Picasso painting. And finally, and 14 rocks. With the last of the 14 rocks built atop this indescribably beautiful spaceship that we can't describe for copyright reasons. They were finished. Well, what do you think, gentle? It's indescribably beautiful and somehow totally original at the same time. Thank you so much. I am indescribably happy to hear you say that. Oh, I, I thought that you were just a silly robot, but you've worked very hard with me over these past few days. Well, you can be silly and work hard at the same time. I'd never thought of that. 
Okay, I think maybe we had, like, gravity wrong or something this whole time. Our ups and downs, we haven't been able to get them straight. What's, uh... What's gravity? Oh, like the gravitational pull, like Earth, or what if world in our case, uh, pulls things down because of its its mass. So that's maybe why we were having trouble getting up off the ground. It pulls things down like it, this world has hands? Sort of like, like many tiny invisible hands pulling in every direction. But all down. Ah, this place is scary. Yeah, that's, it's not the best analogy. Uh, Isaac Newton could probably do a better job, but you ate his manuscripts earlier. I think what you're trying to say is there's like, the world is big, and because it's so big, it's like a magnet to other things that come toward it. That's really smart. Yes, yes, it's like that. Uh, so if we can figure that out, maybe it would help us really get this spaceship. Yeah, and, and next time, go with the magnet thing, not the thousands of invisible hands thing. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. You, I see you've got a, a a device in your hand, a, a gravitational amplifier? Is that, yeah, is that look, I mean, I just learned what gravity was, but I still built this gravitational amplifier, too. Like, during that conversation? Yeah. Uh, so what do we do? You know, honestly, I don't think this thing is really working. I'm, I hate to say it, but I think for the third time, it didn't work out. And he tossed the gravitational amplifier into the tunnel. Remember from the first spaceship? And the gravitational amplifier fell clanking and clattering all the way down toward the center of the Earth. A really strange feeling took over everyone in the Havana, like they were being pulled down towards the ground. Chentel tried to look up that gravitational amplifier really might have worked better than you thought. Whoops. Sorry. It seemed like the stars themselves were getting closer and lower as they finished up this night, and spaceships started falling out of the sky right down towards them. Whoa. Is this normal for what if world? Because where I come from, this is kind of a... not what we wanted to happen. It's pretty normal in What If World, honestly, but it's still not something that we like to happen. More and more spaceships until half of the Havana was littered with them, all upside down, with cranky-looking aliens shaking their fists out their windows at Bebop and Gentle Cheetah. Hey, what's the big idea? We were supposed to be up, but now we're down. Uh, yeah, I'd like uh, two burgers, uh, three fries, and a milkshake, please. I- I'm I'm sorry, it, this isn't actually a fast food planet, really. Oh, okay. Well, then I would like uh, escargot and uh, your finest tiramisu. No, I think they're saying they're not even going to serve us food after dragging us down to their planet. What? And suddenly the spaceships and all their angry spaceship drivers started spinning around on their tops and blasting lasers in every which way. This is not good, Bebop. Oh, look at your grandma's out there now. She just picked up one of those spaceships and threw it back into space. Nothing to it, Bebop. Quick, we've got to get these spaceships back into outer space. Well, I have this one thing that I made while that one alien was ordering all that food. It's an electromagnetic pulse. Oh, I think if we toss that into the tunnel and set it off, it might disable the gravitational amplifier. But couldn't it disable you as well? (laughs) 
That's so cute. You think I can be disabled? If you think it'll work, you're the expert. L- let's do it. Ready? Let's count down. Three, Three two, one. Toss it. Toss it. The EMP fell all the way down that tunnel, and with a shockwave spread up, and the spaceship started falling to sleep, and the gravity suddenly wasn't pulling everything down, and Bebop, we did it! Uh, Bebop? Bebop? Oh no, I think it shut him down too! Gentle didn't know what to do, so she took a few old batteries out of the spaceship and built them together into a small sculpture of Bebop himself. Oh, I hope this works, she said, shoving the rusty batteries right into Bebop's mouth. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's going on? Oh, what was it? Oh, sorry. Do I have a little battery acid on my lips here? A little, yes, just yeah. right here. Okay. Yep. Okay. You got it. Oh, that was tasty. What was that? It was a battery sculpture of you. I, I, I saved you, Bebop. So you knew how to restart me. That's great. I certainly did. Bebop, thank you so much for all your help. I I know we didn't actually successfully build a spaceship, but I learned so many ways how not to build one. And you know what? Isn't that more valuable than knowing how to do it? I I think so. (laughs) I mean... Wait, it's just, when you say it with that wise-sounding voice, I I want to believe you. I'm just joking around. I've never built a spaceship before. Oh. Anyways, I had a lot of fun with you too, Gentle, and with your grandma. So long, grandma. Bebop, who are you? Space Walrus, I'll check you out later. Peace out, Bebizzle. This has been really fun but also really weird, and I think I'm going to open up a portal and head back to a different dimension now. Oh, wow. What's a portal? It's this. Uh, How does it work? It's like a million invisible hands pulling you through to another dimension. Oh, so it's fine when he uses it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jonathan, we did it. Hey, yeah, how was how did Bebop do? Uh, you know, he says that he's like an advanced storyteller, and now now I I I believe it. Yeah, and it's weird because he always ends all of his stories by opening up a portal and leaving. Oh. It's a, it's a really great way to end a story, I think. <laughs> it really it punctuated it nicely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was really looking forward to having you on the show, but you know, getting Bebop, he, he's he's stellar. Uh so Yeah, you know, I would have loved to have been on it, but while you guys were telling that story, I was just studying on how to build a spaceship. So, I don't think I would have been any use in this episode at all anyways. Oh. Man, what? Uh, what? no, don't, no, just don't worry about it. Maybe, maybe next time. Okay, uh, all right, sounds good. Actually, since since you are kind of an expert in spaceship and outer space, maybe you could tell us a little about the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Sure, yeah. So, the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a podcast that I've been doing for a couple of years with Bebop as my co-host and my son Griffin, who's now nine. He edits the show, so he always comes on and tells me what he thought of the episode and how uh, the story could go. And the story is a very interactive story. It's about four kids who live on a space station and they travel around to different planets uh, looking for a place where humans could one day live. And they always encounter all sorts of funny and weird aliens who have problems that the explorers have to solve. 
And a lot of times the audience helps solve those problems too. So we have riddles that kids have to solve. A lot of times kids suggest characters for the show. There's all sorts of ways for kids to kind of play in the world of Finn Caspian as well. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. I've listened to a bunch of episodes and it, I mean, it's super interactive and really creative and every week it's like a different world or a, a different set of challenges and these kids have to be clever and kind to get through them. It's just, it's a real joy and there's and there's so much to catch up on if you've never listened before. Yeah, I think we're at like 115 episodes now or something like that. Whoa. So if you have a road trip around the the world it's a good one to uh, to check out <laughs> yeah and i am really really honored to have you on the show today it's it's been a pleasure yeah and your son griffin does a great job of editing your show i wish i had his help some weeks i really do <laughs> thanks and it's been so much fun being on this show uh i love this show my whole family we all listen to this show all the time and uh and i find the way you uh take listener questions and, and create something amazing out of it to be really inspirational. So say, thanks so much for having me on here. Oh, it's been a blast. All right. <laughs> well, I know Bebop's off in another dimension already, but please give him my best next time you see him. I will. All right. Thanks, All Jonathan. Right. Thanks. Take care. Oh, sorry. Captain Jonathan. Salute. <laughs> Thank you very much. At ease. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed our special 100th episode. I have two special shout-outs to give this week. One is to Diane and her son, Ethan, from Kenosha, Wisconsin. He loves dragons and wizards, and they helped me catch a little mistake posting a podcast a couple weeks ago. I do this show by myself, so I, I look to you folks for help catching my little errors like that. It was a really, really big help. Thank you so much, Ethan. Well, I'd like to thank Cece, one of our newest patrons. That's right. I heard that Cece really loves you, Abacus, as well as JF Cat, and she also loves Zizi as well as anything spooky. Anything spooky? Oh, Cece, you and I would get along super great. Oh, well, thank you, Cece. And Ethan. Oh, of course, Ethan, too. Folks at home, I am so, so lucky I've been able to do 100 episodes of this show. The main reason I can keep doing this part-time is because of your support. Your ratings on Apple Podcasts mean the world to me. I read every one. And when you tell your friends about What If World, that's like the highest compliment you can pay someone in podcasting. And if you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash whatifworld. You get a much higher chance at having your what-if question answered. You get access to our backlog of archive stories. There's even a full-length bonus episode on the website that you can check out just for looking at us on Patreon. I'd like to thank Roscoe and Clyde for their great question, Jonathan Messenger and Bebop for helping me out today, Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my co-creator, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that failure is one of the most important parts of success. So get out there, keep trying, and keep wondering. What if world, this is world.